Welcome to the Weather Channel podcast. I'm Kate Parker. I'm a meteorologist for weather.com and the Weather Channel app. And today we're talking about your May. Yes, May. My favorite month of the year, personally, and not just because it's my birthday month, but because I love the springtime. I think it's a, a beautiful time of year, especially living in uh, the Southeast. Oh, it's gorgeous. April and May, great time of year. But what does your May look like as far as temperatures go? Are you going to be sweltering at home? Are you going to be freezing at home? What's it going to be? And then on top of that, We've got a lot of other layers here with this global pandemic on what's safe, what's not safe, and the actions that people are taking, um, whether parks are open, beaches are open, can you go outside if the weather's nice and enjoy it? A lot of questions and a lot to talk about. And here with me, I have two brilliant women who I love working with, Linda Lamb, who's one of our digital meteorologists, and Jan Childs, who's one of our reporters and writers. It's great to talk to you guys again. Hey, Kate, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Kate. It's great to be back with you guys. So maybe we should start with the forecast. What do you guys think? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I agree. I want to know what my weather's going to be like. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We all love this, like, look out many days, which, you know, it's, it's, it's an average. It's not telling you what days are going to be sunny 30 days from now and versus rainy, but, um, these kind of seasonal outlooks, these long range output outlooks that were, that we put out with the weather company and we have one for May. So Linda, can you kind of walk us through the, the highlights, and then maybe we can get into some of the meteorological features of what sure. we're expecting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like you said, to point out, this is not saying that this is what your weather will be the entire month. It's more of a look at the overall trend for the month. So that's important to keep in mind um, as well. But it's a really interesting outlook. Uh, it, I have not seen this many colors on the map in quite a while. So what that means is we'll have quite a bit of contrast in temperatures across the lower 48 as we head through May. And for those in the West, uh, right now, many areas, particularly in the Southwest, have been experiencing a heat heat wave. And that hotter than average trend looks like it will continue into May. We're expecting much above average to most uh, very well above average temperatures uh, throughout the Southwest, as well as even into parts of the Great Basin, And most of the West in general can expect uh, above average temperatures uh, overall for the month of May. So I don't know if that'll make some people happy or not. I I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I I don't think that the desert Southwest is like, ooh, please, more heat. I would love that. Right. I mean, Um, and they've just set some records. Uh, Las Vegas just uh, yesterday on uh, Wednesday tied their all time April record with a temperatures uh i believe it was about 99 degrees and they might even be setting a record warm low uh today for the month of april their temperature this morning only dropped to 81 degrees and their current record low uh is 74 so uh that so that's quite the difference uh in uh in uh, in warm temperatures uh and we've even seen uh you know that heat um extend even east where we've had excessive heat warnings for many days in places like phoenix uh so not looking like a huge break coming as we head as we start heading into those warmer months 
And then on top of that, we're talking about it staying cooler in the Midwest, the upper Midwest, you know, Great Lakes and and the Northeast. And that has been a trend that has kind of stuck around where we have some of our colleagues, uh, Jonathan Erdman, who's on this uh, podcast fairly frequently, He's just dying to be able to go outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's tough. I mean, so pretty much since mid-April, the Northeast has seen that trend towards cooler and even wetter conditions. And the outlook for May once again shows that they're expected to be below average to much below average for the month of May. And that stretches from the Midwest through the Northeast. So if you're looking for that really extended period of uh, spring warmth, you're probably going to have to wait a little bit longer. And even in some areas, I would hold off on planting as well as, you know, around this time of year, we often begin to see the last freezes of the season. But with a trend towards below average temperatures, I would probably be a little bit weary of, uh, of uh, starting to put any uh, potential plantings in the ground that might be sensitive towards that. So probably not what a lot of people want to hear after, you know, quite a stretch of not really being able to enjoy uh, outdoors for, you know, consecutive days in a row. I have to say that we have been, I mean, so lucky in the Southeast um, where Linda and I are based (laughs) because it has been spectacular aside from dealing with severe weather. Um, right, the, right. It, on a daily basis for the most part, I mean, not today, sadly, but for the most part, it has just been truly like chamber of commerce weather Yeah, no, <laughs> every it, day. It has been great. I mean, I personally prefer it a little bit warmer, but even I'm not complaining. I mean, it's, it's cool, but it's appropriate for this time of year. It kind of feels like spring should feel, you know, it, it's cool in the morning and it warms up into the afternoon. So we've had a good deal of sunshine, which is was nice because we did have quite that stretch of uh, rainy weather uh, earlier this year. So uh, yeah, it's, I, a stoker. it's definitely, like you said, besides the severe weather, it's really not much weather to complain about here. <laughs> I want, Right. And I want to talk about Jan in Florida in just a second, but I, you did just mention um, all the rainfall that we've seen. And that actually has an impact on this forecast. It because does. basically east of the Rockies, we've had a tremendous amount of rain in the winter and early spring. And that causes some evaporative cooling. Exactly. So as we head towards this time of year, soil moisture becomes uh, one of the ingredients in these forecasts. And with most many areas east of the Rockies, it's above average. So that can definitely play a role towards those cooler temperatures. Uh, And also just to touch upon another big piece of this uh, forecast puzzle is the upper level pattern uh, that we've seen. And we've seen um, more blocking in the upper levels of the atmosphere, which basically translates into a more amplified jet stream over the lower 48. And the way that is expected to continue to position itself will have that upper level ridge dominating over the West, which is, you know, kind of thinking of it as like a heat dome uh, for the Western U.S., But in the east, that jet stream will then dip southward, allowing more cooler air uh, to flow southward into uh, parts of the U.S. So uh, just to give you a feel for why we're we're expecting these uh, unusual temperature extremes. So we've been nice 
in the Southeast, but Florida has been breaking records for heat um, this year. It has been sweltering. Jan, how are you holding up? Do you like the heat? (laughs) What are you hoping for out of this May outlook? Yeah, when you guys were talking about how nice the spring weather was, I was sitting here thinking, speak for yourselves. (laughs) Um, But, um, you know, I live in Florida, so really, I I really can't complain about the heat, right? I mean, um, but that being said, yes, um, it's definitely been unusually hot, unusually early. Mm. Um, And so, you know, when it starts, when it gets to this point and it's already hot, you know, we're all just sitting here thinking, oh, you know, we've still got, you know, four months of this, five months of this, you know, um, of oh, heat please, to go. you have until December. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that reminder. Um, so, so, you know, this is just the beginning. So we're looking at this long stretch ahead of us. Um, you know, we have been a little bit up and down. It actually is slightly cooler today and was yesterday because we've, we've got, um, you know, some rain, which has been nice, but, um, but certainly yes, in general, I mean, we've, We've had to turn the air conditioner on earlier than we would like and uh, not really having the windows open anymore because, well, it is a, a little cooler. It's, it's, it's getting more humid at the same time. So that just adds to it. And whenever you look at the map for May and this temperature outlook, you can really see this gradient. Linda, you mentioned earlier all the colors. You know, you go into the Northeast and New England and you've got the blues, you know, really depicting below average temperatures all the way to the desert Southwest um, across the country where you have these purples indicating, you know, very much above average temperatures. And in the Southeast, it's kind of like this like dividing line, like maybe a little above, maybe a little below um, as far as temperatures go, but Florida is still looking above average. <laughs> Florida is still, right, Linda, like it's still looking like, oh, n- not really a major cool down on the way. Yeah, which is unfortunate for those in Florida that could really use a break. And I mean, hopefully, you know, we're heading towards the wet season in Florida. So hopefully that will mm-hmm. provide at least maybe some relief. Yeah, but you know, it really is. Um... It really is getting hotter every year. I mean, not just, you know, as you see it um, on the books and in the temperatures, but I mean, just anecdotally feeling it. I mean, you can just tell every year it's hotter and hotter and hotter. Um, and you can you can just literally feel the trend as well as, you know, seeing it on paper and, and um, in the temperatures. So speaking of all that heat, we kind of have talked a lot about the forecast here. Um but there are impacts to this forecast, right? It's not just, mm-hmm. you know, hey, this is what you're going to have a high heating bill or whatever it may be, high cooling bill, which is a major impact, especially right now when so many are in economic distress. But um, this has an impact on people's health and well-being whenever you're looking at these stretches of very warm temperatures, especially places like the desert southwest in Florida. Um Jan, you mentioned something to me earlier before we got on this podcast, hot weather shelters. I know this sounds, this sounds ignorant coming from a meteorologist who lived in Florida, but like, I didn't know that was a thing. Right. So I'll be honest with you. Um, I didn't really either until recently when I started um, doing some stories on this, um, in places like Phoenix and LA and places in the in the West, the Southwest in particular, they have um, what they call um, hot weather shelters, or more commonly, they're called cooling centers. And so these are places where people can go, people who don't have air conditioning or people who are more vulnerable, um, the homeless population, um, 
you know, people who live in homes that aren't air conditioned, or like you said, they maybe can't afford to run their air conditioning or it's broken. They can't afford to get it fixed, whatever reason. So they open these centers. They're often run by the city, the county, or the Salvation Army runs them often. And um, so they're, they're much like severe weather shelters, you know, like tornado shelters and hurricane shelters. And like we've talked about before with those severe weather shelters, here comes the issue of social distancing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, A, are these places open? And B, do you want to go? And it, it does become a real public health issue because a lot of the populations that are m- the most vulnerable for um, coronavirus, you know, the elderly, the homeless, people with underlying health conditions are also the most vul- vulnerable mm-hmm. to heat. So you kind of have the two colliding with this. And, you know, some places, for example, Phoenix, um, they have said they're not going to open as many cooling centers this year as they normally Mm. would. Um, Arizona has extended its stay-at-home order till May 15th. So a lot of public buildings and things like that where people may go aren't open. That could be the case in other places as well. You know, for example, people might just go to the library or the mall or or the or the pool or wherever to cool off and they they might not have that option this time around. So it 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 does it's an added stress in this time when people are already under a lot of stress. When you're talking about this what caught my ear was talking about these cooling centers because the overnight lows are really key here and Linda you mentioned it earlier that Vegas had 81 degrees for an overnight low. Right. So your body isn't really able to get that relief overnight. So that makes a, that's a real big piece in when we do have uh, heat exhaustion or heat related illnesses, not being able to have that break from during the, from the daytime heat, if it doesn't cool down at night, um, that's really concerning. This is also one of the primary drivers um, of what we're seeing as far as temperature change goes in the U.S. is are these overnight lows that are staying so Mm -hmm. warm and you aren't getting that relief that you need, like you were talking about. Um, We have been breaking across the U.S., you know, a huge number, just an astounding number of record high low temperatures. So overnight, we're just not cooling and we're not getting that relief um, that our bodies need. We can't handle the heat stress as Jan was touching on, especially our vulnerable populations. Now, what about people who do want to get outside the opposite? They're not looking for cooling centers, but who might be coming into some really nice, beautiful spring weather. Are parks open? Are beaches open? Uh, Can people safely go outside and enjoy this? Right. So that is a good question. And, you know, you really have to check your local um, county, your local city, your local state, what the rules are, especially right now, because, you know, places are starting to open up. But, you know, during this whole thing, each state and in certain cases, even each county, each city had their own rules for what they called their stay at home order or their safer at home order or their shelter in place order. And, you know, in a lot of places, those are starting to be lifted, but but the level of being lifted varies widely. Um, you know, here where I live in Florida, um, the beach parking lots are still closed. Um, and so that's the case in a lot of places, pools aren't open, things like that. And that, you know, it's totally understandable that people want to get out, that they want to get out of their houses. They want to go to the beach. They want to go to the park. They want to go to the pool. They want to go, you know, do those kinds of things, but they, they're still being told to maintain social distancing. And that is a real struggle for a lot of communities who are trying to enforce that and trying to keep people safe. But at the same time, balance that with letting people just go out and have some fun, get some relief, yeah. you know, 
it's a it's another it's another dilemma. It really is. Yeah, and I've even seen it in areas like the Northeast that you know they do have you know overall they've had a cool wet chilly pattern. When they have those nice days, people are just itching, ready to get outside. And I think you end up with you know the potential for problems enforcing social distancing. And if everyone is just mm-hmm. so ready to go out and enjoy some spring weather, finally. Uh, that's, that's a problem. But what do you, I mean, you do also do, you want the fresh air, you want some vitamin D. Right. Um, so what, where do you go? How do you do that safely? That, that, and I think heading into May, even in the Northeast where it's expected to be cooler than, uh, normal in the Midwest. I mean, we're fortunately at a time of year when temperatures, the average temperatures are rising. So, um, chillier than average, uh, doesn't mean you'll be frigid, uh, just maybe a chillier spring. Uh, so I think you'll see a lot more people trying to head outdoors and partake in some sort of activities. But yeah, trying to do that safely is a whole whole new challenge. Well, I'm one of the guilty ones who has tried to go out and enjoy things safely. <laughs> I have to admit, um, it was my husband and I's anniversary uh, a few weeks ago. So we really wanted to just get out of the house and do something to mark the occasion. So mm-hmm. we went to um, a special hiking spot that you know means a lot to us. And I have never seen the parking lot more full. Wow! wow. On the tra- and and we went at it was like five p.m. on a Wednesday, huh. um, and the weather wasn't great. There, it was sprinkling. Wow! Oh my goodness! <laughs> and <laughs> the parking lot was full. Whenever you went out on the trail, um, there were people that you could you could tell had not been on this rocky terrain before wearing you know like house shoes and flip-flops oh, you know God, like, no. you know and <laughs> and I'm and but it was packed cuz i think people just want to get outside so badly um and i totally was guilty of that of wanting to get outside we thought okay it's kind of rainy it's late afternoon no one's going to be out there wrong. (laughs) We were not correct on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't feel guilty. I mean, I think it's totally understandable during this whole thing. Um, really for the past month or six weeks here in Florida, we've, we've seen more people outside, you know, more people on the water, more people, more people out in boats and things like that. Um, now that's, that's a good way to social distance, but obviously not everybody has that opportunity. I think people are going to have to get more creative, you know, um, and, and, and look in your local area and figure out ways that you can still enjoy the outdoors, but maintain your your distance from other people. And I, I know that's going to be difficult when these places are so crowded and packed. I, I really, I don't, I don't know what the solution is to that, honestly, other than to just, like I said, try to be, try to be more creative and be careful and take care of yourselves. The, um, that's such a good point. We have to take care of ourselves, be aware of what our weather is going to be here going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of feels like more of the same. But before we kind of wrap up this podcast, I I do want to note that below average temperatures in May are not below average temperatures in January. So you are still going to see temperatures warming um, in the Northeast if you're dying for some, some warmer temperatures to be able to get some breaths of fresh air, open the windows, whatever it may be. Um, So I, I do want to note that because I, I'm like, well, I didn't really specify that, that May below average temperatures are very different than middle of winter below average temperatures. And mm-hmm. same goes for above average temperatures. I mean, we are seeing records and a lot of heat in the desert Southwest, but at least it's not August. Still, we would like we would like to see it a little cooler, but 
that's basically how your maze setting up. It seems like more of the same. Exactly. So, I mean, it's it's not it, it's not all bad news uh, overall. And and like we've mentioned at the top, you know, we will have periods where we will see closer to average temperatures in the West as well as in uh, the Midwest and the Northeast. So we will still have cold fronts coming through and we will still have, you know, the breaks from the cold as well as from the heat. So uh, and we'll also, as we head towards the second half of May, uh, we're likely to see a shift in that pattern. So uh, it's not to say that this will be what we what we're seeing now. This will is expected to last as we head into the early part of May. But as we head towards later in the month, uh, there will be some shifts, which uh, will probably be very welcomed at that point. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me and talking about this May outlook and all the different implications. It's always nice to talk with colleagues. You don't get to do it around the water cooler anymore. So <laughs> water cooler, so who true. says that? We actually have a water cooler in our office, kind of. <laughs> you know, like, there, there actually is a machine for water. Um, so I, I, I can say that. And um, now we're just using our home taps. So <laughs> I miss you guys. I, I'm glad to be able to catch up with you and talk about this topic. Yeah, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks. I agree. Thank you guys for joining us on the Weather Channel podcast. Don't forget that you can always check out Everything that we're talking about, Linda, Jan, and I are always updating things. You can find it on your Weather Channel app, weather.com. And uh, you can also get alerts for like rain if you are planning on trying to get back outside and enjoy some perhaps nicer weather coming this May. You'll want to know when the rain is coming. And so the app actually can alert you to that. And so you can get back to shelter. Thank you so much again. And don't forget, we have another podcast called Warming Signs that I host. You guys are welcome to join us anytime on that. We talk about climate change and environmental issues. Until next time. 